You have a long version or the short version. It all goes to the same place. You get delivered in the end. <laughs> hey, it's really good to just feel God's presence, isn't it, eh? You love Him? You love Him? I'm going to reach up and just enjoy Him. Just love on Him. Love on God. <laughs> Oh. Man, before I got saved, you used to have a lot of drinks to get this far. Now I just get a couple of good songs and we're away. <laughs> Full of the Holy Ghost. Enjoying God. I love it. There's someone waiting for you to have a breakthrough so they can get theirs. It's true. Well, God put you in this world, He put you in for a purpose. And there's challenges for you to face. And every time you touch God and break through the area you're challenged in, there's someone behind you, a whole heap of people are waiting for that breakthrough. You're going to bring something to them that you've got. We can't give to others what we don't have. But when we've made the, paid the price, we broke through. We broke through perhaps abuse or disaster, some kind of deal. We, we laid hold of God. We've got something to give to others. And I love it. So I broke through didn't have to drink anymore, get the Holy Ghost. Now I can laugh without even having a drink. Isn't it good? Or a smoke. No wacky back here. I'm on the Holy Ghost stuff. It's real good. Woo, Holy Ghost, just feel it right now. Feel, feel. Your presence comes. See? This is what people need. They need God. They need to experience Him. Not just hear about Him. They need to experience. Isn't that right? That's got to be the best laugh I've heard in a long time. I should get it on record. When I'm feeling down, play it. That's a good idea, Lynn. We get the laugh on record and then when you're feeling down, play it. Like that laughing one I gave you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the laughing one. Come on. Give them more, Lord. Lord, come into this place tonight. Fill people. Fill people. Prepare hearts to be touched very deeply. Lord, prepare our hearts for all that you want to do tonight. We thank you, Father. What a great Father you are. You gave good things to us. Very good things to us. You gave your only Son for us. We're just so grateful. We want to open ourselves to everything you want to do. <laughs> I was overseas and I got the laughs at one meeting. You know, everyone was a bit uptight, you know. Chinese can get a bit uptight. And uh, the week I kept at it, and then God just started to break through. And the interpreter lost the plot. She's rolling around laughing. and So I can't talk to them because I don't know any Chinese. That's about it. You know, I'm done. And uh, so I laughed. And the more I laughed, it just broke out. Everyone laughed. And then I had to, to bring this message on this poor leper. It was slowly rotting and falling apart. <laughs> Every time a part dropped off, people laughed. Just... I tried to tell them as a serious story. They just laughed and laughed and laughed and screamed. Then I just suddenly got a window of about two minutes. I finished the story and an altar call got all these people saved. It's like that. Because they'd felt God. They'd seen God move and touch people. They felt God. They just wanted to give their lives to Jesus. 
See? There'll be people even here tonight and you, you don't even know God yet. See? But what, what's happening here? See, we're not all high on something. Yeah, there wasn't something in the smoke machine, you know. Some of you thought there was. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just the presence of God just filling us with joy, gladness. We love Him. We want to enjoy Him. God's a Father. I said, enjoy Him. Eh? I enjoy my kids. Enjoy my grandchildren too. Throw them up in the air and shake them and laugh with them. and Have fun with them. Get them gifts. It's God. God's a good God. Come on, Leah. Come on over here, Leah. You need some more. Need some more of the Holy Ghost. That's right. You ready? So, okay. <laughs> well, I'll get the more, Lord. Presence of God. Okay. We should get serious now. Preach a message. Anna's getting really cool now. She's really cool. You know, her hair isn't tied back. No more tied back here. She's really letting go. This is let go Anna now. Is that right? Yeah, I told you to laugh at that. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just open our hearts to all you want to do. We're just so aware tonight you want to touch us. Sometimes you cause us to laugh so we can relax. Lord, I'm just praying for every young person here that everything you want to do will take place. Everything. 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 See, it's part of the journey. See, you all want me to get to the message or the end or whatever. I'm just enjoying God. Just enjoy Him for a little bit longer. You'll find the laughter will just lift. And you start to feel God starting to touch you and draw you. Lord, come. 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 You know, Moses said this. If, if your presence isn't manifested with us, how will anyone know we're different? How can anyone know that as a believer you're different? Except God manifests His presence in your life. See, a lot of people can do good works and do good things. But there's some things that only God can do through us. When we let God work through us, you can't deny what God is doing. <laughs> I love Him. Some of you are getting a bit annoyed now, wishing I'd get on with it, but I'm not. I'm just enjoying God. I had a hard week, a busy week, and I want to just enjoy God a little bit longer. <laughs> I was so full of the flu for two and a half days. I just wanted to go to bed and lie down. And I couldn't. I had to do something. So God, just you do something special. Surprise me. <laughs> Surprise me. Thank you, Lord. Okay, well, that's a great team that's going out, isn't it, eh? That's a really good hot team, huh? And Benjamin, you'll all be interceding for Benjamin. They'll all want to marry him. And uh, just pray that they have the power to overcome while he's in Indonesia, all right? Okay, then are you going to get downstairs off the stage now? You stay there if you like. Thank you, Lord. Bring, want to bring the lectern over? We'll give it a go. See if I can get into it. There we go, Steve. Whoa. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Can I see, God, give me my Bible from there. Just bring it up. <laughs> you can just sit on the floor. It's fine. Don't have to go back to your seat. 
Sit where you sit. Hey, that's good. God is here. You can't stand the pain of laughing. That's something, isn't it? Hey. Well, we've been doing some stuff over the last uh, ser- uh, few weeks in the church. I'm just looking for diamonds. Other people find them, and I never find any. Even the flipping cleaner finds them, and I miss them. Can't spot any. Okay, now you turn the, turn the lights down. It's too, too bright. It's glary. That's better. You look better already. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're gonna, I'm just going to share with you a few verses. Look, see, they're digging for diamonds now, see? Even Lynn's down on her knees looking. It's good. We had a few gems turn up recently. It's been great. We're going to put them all together, show them on the screen, and show what God's been doing. God doing some supernatural stuff because of supernatural God. But the greatest thing he wants to do is in your life. And I'm just going to share with you just a few verses just to pick up where we've been at and to give you a chance to just respond right now to what God's wanting to do in your life. And over the last few weeks, we've been doing a series undercover. How many have been doing that? How many got some? Whoa, look at all that. Wow. Okay, that was about authority and about, about positioning ourselves so we are protected by God and so we're able to represent him and carry his authority. And perhaps that doesn't come out strongly enough, but the goal God has is not just for you to be protected and undercover. God's goal is for you to represent him, be able to make something happen out there. And so God wants you to be able to speak and do things. See? Hello, how are we doing over there? How's Gabriel? Quite insane tonight. See, so God's desire for you and me is we're able to represent him. We're able to actually speak and act on his behalf. But to act on his behalf and represent him, we've got to be related to him. And we've got to learn how to position ourselves, not only under him directly, by prayer and the word, listening and responding to him. We've got to learn to do it with the people he sends into our life as well. And so we've been looking at that and we found, well, most people are happy with God, but they're a bit unhappy about people God sends into their life. And yet those are the ones that God puts in front of us to get us to face issues. So we're going to look at just two or three verses, and uh, if I can get to them. And uh, I will. Just a moment. Sue, you're not to laugh. You have to be serious now. You're going to be under authority. (laughs) Praise the Lord. There you go. Because you realize when God's wanting you to laugh and you try to get serious. Hard to get serious, isn't it? More, more you try to be serious, the more difficult it becomes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We'll get there. We'll get there. Thank you, Lord. Oh, look at this verse here. This is a good verse. He chose us. How about that? He chose us before the foundation of the world. <laughs> Ah. ah, he chose us. Yes. It's a very deep revelation. You're chosen. You thought you chose God, but he chose you. How about that? It's deep, isn't it? Before your mummy and daddy ever thought of you, he chose you. So he knew. say he knew what they do. He did too. He knew before you came, you'd come into this world. 
See, God chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. So before the world ever came into being, God had you in mind. That's good, isn't it, eh? So He didn't make a mistake. You were born in the right century, in the right time, and into the right family. You may not believe that, but it's true. Eh? He chose us. There we go. Chose us to be holy. I like that bit. And without blame before him in love. Have a look at that. I'm struggling on this one. God chose us. He's a chosen person. God's idea was you would be in his presence, that you would know him and be loved by him and be part of his family. Eh? So no matter what situation, circumstances, wherever you come from, God's desire is you be part of his family. <laughs> I can see this is going to be a hard message to get through. Eh? If Anna's been cool, blow on her. See, so God's desire. He, wanted, he chose you. That's something. You're chosen. You know? Chosen. Chosen by God. You know, a lot of people aren't chosen, but you're chosen. You're chosen. God has chosen you. If he's chosen you, it's for something. There we go. Okay. Chosen them to sit on a stage and just get drunk in the Holy Ghost. But God has chosen you. <laughs> He's chosen you. Come on. Chosen you to be before him in love. Isn't that good? Eh? Chosen you. God's chosen you. Chosen you for two things. Chosen you for relationship. So you'd understand and know him. Walk with him. Chosen you to do something with your life. But in order to be able to do something effective with your life, you've got to link and connect with him. And, and in that process, he wants to change us. Uh, how about that? Change us. <laughs> Tell someone next to you, you need to change. You need to change. Uh, God wants you to change. Joe, he wants you to change, though. And why does he want you to change? Uh, I'll give you the answer to that one in just a moment. It'll come to me. Why does God want you to change? Eh? He wants you to change so you can fulfill what he's called you to do. Think about that. Eh? <laughs> she needs to change, doesn't she? Eh? See, Joseph was called by God. But he had to change. His destiny was to be a king. But to be a king or a ruler, he had to grow to be able to carry that role that God had for him. You've got to be able to do the same. Great to have a dream, but you've got to get there. Eh? Well, you got, how many got dreams, big dreams for your life? Oh, look at that. How many don't dream at all? The few don't dream at all. God wants you to have a dream for your life, what your life could be. But to get there, we have to be willing to change. 
I want to share with you just out of a, uh, just a story in the Old Testament and a very simple one. It's a guy called Josiah. Josiah. Tells us in 1 Kings chapter 13 and verses 1 and 2. Tells us that God spoke and prophesied 360 years before he was born what his name would be and what he would do. Who's that? That's not Sharon, is it? Go for it, Sharon. <laughs> More. How about that? 360 years before he was born, it was prophesied what his name would be and what he would do. How, God, how can God know 360 years before you're born what you're going to do? Think about that. He sees the end from the beginning because he knows before you started what you're going to accomplish with your life. God spoke through a prophet and said, there's going to be a young king called Josiah, and this guy is going to tear down these altars, going to burn these old Satan worshippers on top of it. <laughs> going to tear down all the idols in the nation. Right? So he said, God's... God prophesied. God spoke it 360 years. How many, how many of you realize that long before you were born, hundreds of years, that long before you were born, God spoke things about you. They were spoken in eternity about you and when you'd be born and what God had for your life. But for it to happen, you've got to link to him and you've got to be willing to let God change you and grow you to fulfill it. See, so in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, I think it is, it tells us, when Josiah was born, he was born into a family of devil worshippers. His father was one. His grandfather was one. The place was full of all kinds of bad stuff. And into that situation, into a generation full of bad stuff, a young man was born with a destiny. Now, I know you're complaining about what's happening in our nation. Because you were born... To do something. Okay? Bible says you're born to be a king. You're born to have dominion. You are born to make a difference. That's what you're born for. To make a difference. And maybe you never sit in the, on the throne. <laughs> well, maybe you will. But you may never be a, a king like in a natural situation. But God has called you to make a difference in your generation. And so this young man, his father was a devil worshiper. His father was actually murdered. And here's this young boy growing up. It's quite serious having something like that happen. She's... <laughs> more, Lord, more of the Holy Ghost. And this is what happened. The Holy Ghost put into the heart of this young boy... A dream of what he'd do with his life. He had no Bible. He had no Bible whatsoever. The Bible was hidden. What he had was a touch of the Spirit of God. And God put destiny in his heart. God put a dream in his heart. God put it into his heart that in his day, he would make a difference. But he had to make some choices, just like you do. I want to just tell you what the choices he had to make were. Very simple choices. See? See, his father had been murdered, so his father couldn't help him. 
what training he'd had left him feeling extremely depleted. In fact, he, he was a young boy growing up. He had no father to look to, had no one to speak into his life. But what he found were men of God. And this is what he did. He did these things. Number one, he turned towards the Lord in faith and trust. It's the first thing he did. Number two, he dealt with the issues in his life concerning his own father. Number two, he dealt with the issues in his life concerning his own father. You've got to remember that the nation was full of people and they had been under a tyrant. They'd been under a bitter man, a hard man, a man who killed children. And this man here had left a legacy in the nation that was destructive. And a young boy at the age of eight made a decision, I'm going to follow the Lord. And this is what he did. Instead of copying the patterns of his father, instead of copying the patterns of a previous generation, he felt in his heart by the Spirit of God a sense of destiny that he could change the generation he lived in. This is what he did. He found a godly model to base his life on. Now listen, if you don't make a conscious choice to resolve any issues that come out of your background with your family, you'll never be able to lock into the destiny God has for you. This is what this young man did. He found someone who could help him to grow as a believer. The name of that man was Jeremiah. Jeremiah came near to this young man and Jeremiah coached him how to come into the presence of God, how to receive from God. And long before this young man ever discovered the written word of God, he had his own encounters with God and he made these decisions. He would follow the Lord. He would let go the issues of bitterness and resentment from his background. He made a decision that he would model his life on men a man, particularly David, who served God. This is what he did. It says, he walked in the ways of David and he made David the model or the father that he built his life upon. An amazing thing. Now, then it tells us some other things. It tells us there came a point when he was put in charge. Then he began to do this. He began to diligently seek after God at the age, probably somewhere between 8 and 16. At 8... He ruled at about that time he began to seek God. In other words, at the age of eight, he made a diligent pursuit of God. I want you to see the things he did because they all point to how he got where he got. This is what happened. At the age of eight, he began to seek God. At the age of 12, I think it is, he rose up and then he began to do two things. One, at 12, think of 12, he confronted the ungodliness in his generation. Now, some of you as teenagers compromise with the standards of this generation. At the age of 12, this man confronted them. Takes courage to live a life that's different. Now, you may never be in a, ki a king on a throne in a natural sense, but you can, in your walk with God, position yourself so God can use you to influence people around you. He did two things. One, he tore down or he confronted the ungodliness that was around him. The second thing he did was he committed himself to build the house of God, to build the church of his day. He was a builder, but to build the church, he had to deal with the issues. Now, 
Let's just go quickly on it again. And I want to challenge you with something. I want to challenge you. Just settle down now. Just shh, shh. Just settle down. You can control that now. Because right now, God's wanting to do something different. Just listen now. This is what he did. I'm just going to give it quickly in a summary form. I want you just to listen because I'm going to want you to respond. He was a young man with a destiny, born to change a nation. You are young people with a destiny, born. You may not change a whole nation, but you can certainly change some people. No matter what his background was like, no matter where he'd come from and how painful, how destructive, you may have come from a background of abuse, a background of uh, alcoholism, a background of all kinds of things. No matter what has been in your background, this is what this man decided to do. He would trust God. He would forgive and let go the people who'd hurt him. And he would allow his life to be modeled around a godly man and let people speak into his life. Are you willing to let go? Let go of the pain. See what happens when people get hurt. When people get hurt, they're afraid of being hurt again, and then they control their life. And then they begin to build reactions. They build reactions to, to adults, build reactions to teachers, build reactions to authorities, they build reactions to all kinds of people speaking into their life. And your life can't prosper like that. You've got to deal with the stuff. And maybe some of you are here, there's stuff you haven't dealt with, and it's still reacting in your life. Why don't you be like Josiah and deal with the junk? Deal with the junk. And here's why you need to deal with the junk. Even if it's painful to forgive, painful to remember, painful to go there, deal with the junk. Let it go. Move out of that place of anger and hurt and fear and control into a place of trusting God, modeling your life around godly men. See? Because that's the only way you can get from where you are to the place where you're actually changing a nation or changing the lives of others. That's what God requires you to do. That you let go of the junk that got in your life. You personally break through. See, he personally broke through. Before he went out in the nation and changed a nation, personally he broke through. Personally, he got over his father being murdered when he was a young boy. He got over the fact his father and grandfather left a legacy of bitterness, hate, and murder, and death, and destruction, and ungodliness in the nation. He got over it. See? He let it go. He forgave. He released. He let it go. And then he allowed godly people to get around him and disciple him and help him. And he began to pursue the God that Jeremiah pursued. He began to seek after God. And something got in him. How can you at 12 lead a nation out of idolatry that's been two generations? You can't unless you've got something in you. And what he had in him was the fire of God. How did he get it? He got it because he was willing to deal with his stuff and willing to get out of that place of despair and determined to follow God. I tell you, you see, long before he read in the Bible about himself, God spoke into his spirit. How did that happen? Didn't tell us. But we know he was hanging out with Jeremiah. And he got into the realm of the spirit where he could touch God. Hey? Who you hang out with counts. You see, you hang out with the wrong people, you'll end up imbibing and drinking their spirit and in the same place they are, you'll be part of the problem. Or you start to hang out with God and hang out with godly people and begin to let people who love God shape you and shape your life. And that's what he did. He had people around him who helped him, 
who spoke into his life, come on, this is your day. Come on, God has a call on your life. Come on, they showed him how to pray, showed him how to reach into heaven, how to reach and touch God. And then he heard for himself. And at 12, as he stood up, he said, I'm going to lead the nation. Imagine leading a nation at 12. And all around you is two generations are a legacy of ungodliness. A young boy of 12 stood up and started to challenge it and change it and to build the house of God to be a great place. This is what the Bible records of him. There was no king like him before, nor ever arose another king like him after him. How about that? Who had such a passion and a fire for God and to bring restoration to the nation. Are you such a person? God's written in heaven what you're called to do, but you have to choose. You have to make the choice. What he had to do was to come to grips with his personal family legacy and let it go and begin to form a different legacy, one based on godliness, one based on encounter with God, one based on the destiny eternally written in the heaven. You see, here's the thing you could look at and say, man, what a poor guy, you know, born in such a family, such a time. But he said, man... I was born in just the right place to make a difference. And he did. Eh? You can look back with bitter regret. You could look back and you could say, he could have said, man, what a mess my family's been. Man, this is bad. I'm just going to drink my life away. He could have looked around the nation. Man, what the place is a mess. He said, I am in just the place God wants me to fulfill the word of God. I wonder what he felt. felt when someone reading through the Bible, reading through the Word of God, when they eventually discovered it, when they eventually they had no Bible, you see. This was all the work of the Spirit of God. You got the Bible and the Spirit. You got more than he had. But you got to make choices he made, and that's what made the difference. Okay? I wonder what he felt when he looked and he read back 360 years before of a prophet saying, and a young man called Josiah shall arise, and he shall pull down these altars and burn the bones of these idol worshippers on top of it and cleanse the land of all the idolatry. What an amazing thing to look in the Bible and read it was written of you. But in eternity it's written of you that in the 21st century you will be here in New Zealand with a call and a destiny to fulfill. Why not be like Josiah and make a decision? I'll let go of any baggage I got around my life. I'm going to do what God says to do. I'll honor my father, I'll honor my mother, I will bless them, and I'll honor those God has put into my life. I'll receive and welcome the people God has put to change my life because all of this is preparing me for what God has called me to do that will echo for eternity. Can you close your eyes right now? Father, we just thank you for your presence here now. We thank you tonight. It's been a lot of joy and a lot of laughter, but we realize that you want to go deeper than that. We just love being in your presence. But Lord, we also want to be like Josiah, just while our eyes are closed and heads are bowed. Many of you last week acknowledged you had issues. You looked back as we talked about honoring your father, honoring your mother, as Father's Day was last week. Talked about particularly honoring your father, and many of you have had experiences that have been very painful. Maybe the father was abusive, angry, silent. Maybe he was a good man, just never could communicate. 
maybe there were issues that you had authoritarian and dominating over your life. It doesn't really matter what it was. Maybe he was just absent. And you were bruised and wounded and hurt, and, and it affected you. You become withdrawn, withered in a part of your life. And you actually made decisions to build walls to stop yourself being hurt again. And tonight, God's calling you to be like Josiah. Josiah's name means foundation of God, or God is my foundation or the foundation of my life. Tonight, I'm inviting you, each one here tonight, who knows you, you need to forgive, you need to release. There's things you need to let go of. I'm inviting you just to stand up and walk to the front. Begin to lift your hands, face the front, and worship the Lord. And begin to reach out to Him. Make the same choice Josiah did. Josiah chose to let go his personal legacy of bitterness and hurt and abandonment and all the uncleanness that went with it, all the idolatry, all the filth. He chose to personally let it go, to forgive and to bless and to position himself to be a re reformer in his day. Now, some of you, many of you came up last week saying, you know God was speaking to you that way. You've been fasting this week. Why don't you make your way right to the front right now? You'd be like a Josiah and stand up and make your way forward. Do it now. Do it now. When you come forward, just lift your hands to the Lord and worship him. We're going to lay hands on you. We've got godly people here tonight who are anointed in the Holy Ghost. They're not only going to pray for you, for God to touch your life. They're going to speak and prophesy into your life. Jeremiah isn't here, but the Spirit, the same Spirit that's on him is here. There's people here tonight who can prophesy, speak life into you. And they will do too. They've come prepared to do that, ready to do that. Because we believe in the next generation. We believe in the people rising up to make a difference. We believe in our schools experience a move of God. We believe in young people rising up and going to the community, making a difference. This is your hour. This is your time. So who knows what you're sitting on. The Holy Ghost shows you what it is. It may not be heavy stuff, but you may have just walled your heart off. You may have walled your heart off. You said, Lord, tonight I need to deal with stuff. Maybe you've been through a divorce in your family and your heart's been grieved and broken by that. Just come on up and say, God, I want, I want to just forgive. I don't want to be caught in the middle and pull one way or the other. I don't be angry at mum or dad. I just want to actually be free of the grief of this. Be able to pray for them and bless them both. Honor them like you told me to do. Come on, there's others need to come. Need to come tonight. Whatever baggage has been in your past, whatever your legacy has been, it's been ungodly. And some of you got great legacies. Legacy of stable families. Families that are believers. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's a great privilege because that's very rare today. But many don't. What we want tonight is people who know they need God to, they want God to shift them. Why don't you just come right now? Come, 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 come. We've got many up here tonight have come. Thank you, Jesus. And I just really want to honor young people tonight for just responding. The call of God has worked out in our life. It doesn't just happen. God calls us, but we respond. The Bible says, you know, those in heaven, those who are with the Lamb, were those who are called, that's what He does, calls us, chosen, that's what He does, He's chosen us, and they were faithful, faithful to the call of God. That's our part. Okay? That's our part, to be faithful to God and the call on our life. I want you to worship Him tonight. Some of you may be in church backgrounds which really hurt you. 
Some of you may have been badly mistreated by teachers. I can, I, I can remember very vividly being in a classroom with teachers shouting at me, personally ridiculing me in front of everyone. And I learned to shut my ears and just become deaf. I didn't realize till later that people could shout at me. I never heard them. Something had happened inside me at that time. I had to repent of it and forgive and bless. Some may be terribly unjustly treated and say, God, I just need you to help me. Some of us may have come from cultures. See, some of the tribal cultures. Now, I'm not against tribal culture. Every culture's got its own wonderful things. It's got its own troubles as well. And, but in tribal cultures, often there's a strong authoritarian regime. And, and often the women are at the bottom of the pile. They're terribly hurt. And, and sometimes we're, there's, there's terrible abuse from one generation to another. But you don't have to carry that. You can actually let it go. Say, Josiah. I love that young man. He's an inspiration to every generation. That no matter how bad it is in your background, you can come out of it. What a legacy you have. Maybe you've got a bad legacy too. Maybe there's a legacy of spiritism and occultism and things in your family. You don't have to live with that. You say, God, I'm an answer. I'm going to be the answer to this. I'm going to be the answer to this. And he just settled down now. This night. If you're going to laugh, you'll need to leave the room just at the moment. God's just doing something quite different to what's happening in you. See? So if you can't just hold it back, just go to the other part of the room outside and you can laugh your head off out there and you can enjoy God. But right now, God's wanting to touch people who have been really broken. So this is a tender moment. Some are really weeping because God's touched them. I need, my, I need leaders who can prophesy, leaders who prepare their hearts. I want you to come up now. To come up, be prepared to minister to different ones that are here. Just come up now. Janine, can you come here? Just come on up and help. Got other leaders in there. Just come right up to the front now. Just ones that can really help know what to do. Ones who prepare their hearts tonight know what to do. That's right. That's right. Just lift your hands to the Lord. I'm just going to lead you in a simple prayer. Then someone will come, and if you need to talk about it first, that's fine. Uh, if you just don't need to talk, that's okay too. I'll just pray with you. Those who are ministering, if you stir up the gift of prophecy, just start to speak something. Speak life. Speak a word from God. Just with the hands lifted up, and I want you just to follow me in this prayer. Father in heaven, I thank you for loving me. I thank you you've called me. And I respond to you. I want to let go tonight. The hurts. The disappointments. The grief. That I have experienced. In my own family. I let it go tonight. I forgive. I forgive. I release. And I bless now those who've hurt me. I let go all judgments and opinions I formed. And Lord, I embrace you now. Set me free to fulfill my destiny. Impart to me tonight that same spirit that was on Josiah to overcome and to change those around me. Lord, I thank you right now. Okay, we we'll just keep worshiping the Lord.
ministry team and I just go and pray for people right now. Just go minister to people now. Reach out to God to just touch their heart. Seriously, come and pray for them. Thank you, Lord. Now, we're just going to finish the meeting. If those who wanted to go or just have a cup of coffee, feel free to go outside. Cup of coffee out there now. If you want to stay in here, just keep in a place of worship and prayer. We'll just keep drawing the presence of God to touch people. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord.